Hello, my friends. Welcome to Let's Talk. My name is Shay Marville, and I think one of the most important skills in this world is being able to have a conversation with a friend or a foe. Let's Talk is a podcast about listening, growing, connecting, and hoping through compassion and talking. And I mean really talking about the good things and the hard things, and with remarkable people living in a remarkable time. So let's talk. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Let's Talk. Here in the pod, I have a very special, extraordinary, actually, guest. She was born in a small village in India in 1942. In 1947, she and her family became refugees, but her mother was a visionary who had a dream that her daughter would get an education that no one could take away. And in 1967, she would become the first female engineer with an advanced degree to be hired in Motown at the Ford Motor Company in Detroit, the town of automobiles and music. Her name is Damayanti Gupta, and she also happens to be the mother of two remarkable sons, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and Sunil Gupta. Oh, my goodness. Rani, welcome to Let's Talk. So let's talk. Namaste. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> Listen, the reason why we got connected is because your son, Sunil, was talking about you in an interview that I did with him a few months ago. And he was talking about being inspired by your life. So I asked him, you know, well, you know, tell me about your mom. And I discovered that you were the first engineer that Ford, the Ford company in Detroit hired a female engineer. Yes. And I said, what? Tell me more about this woman. I want to meet her. I, I think that was in 19, was it in 1967? 67, you're right. Oh my good! How did that even come about? Well, this was my dream, actually, when I was 19 years old, that one day I want to work for that company. I was really inspired by, and I read Henry Ford's biography. Yes. In that he says, if you think you can, and if you think you can't, you are right. And this quote really, I kept on, you know, saying what he's trying to say. And then when I read the whole thing, that he was able to, through his assembly line research, he was able to make cars so affordable that average income family could have a car. Before that, only very rich people could have a car. And I said, if he could do this big, you know, thing for the people, I think I want to go and work for that company one day. But, but you didn't grow up in Detroit. Right, no, you, you grew up in India. India, yes. And so, so you were going to school as an engineer when you read about his, yes. his biography and what he was doing. Yes. Oh my goodness. But so tell me about becoming an engineer because at that time, and now I heard this, you correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that you were the first female engineer student at your university in the area you grew up in. That is right. That is right. And believe me, there was not even a ladies room there. <laughs> I had to ride my bike 
one and a half miles each way to use the restroom. Oh my, what? But that did not discourage me. No. But, you know, as soon as our dean of the, you know, my college, he knew that I was there to stay. They built a beautiful ladies room just for me. <laughs> All these guys, they got jealous. They said, one girl that big. So they went to complain. And you know what he told them? He said, I have, we had to encourage this lady. If she's happy, we'll have more engineer, female engineers, you know, in this university now, you know. How extraordinary. Now, where was that? It was in a city's name is Baroda. Now they call it Balodra, Gujarat. That's where I grew up. That's where my, you grew up. Yeah. From my first grade all the way to my bachelor's in mechanical engineering, I did from the same city. Now, your family, though, went through quite a lot to, to get there. You, you were a refugee at one point. Yes, 1947, when India gained independence from Britishers. At the same time, country was divided in two parts, mm. India and Pakistan. The part where my family lived became Pakistan. There were riots and unrest everywhere. They had to flee in the middle of the night from our small village to the coastal city of, you know, Pakistan, which is Karachi. Yes. And over there, we were literally loaded on the cargo ships. And we floated for several days because these, uh, you know, cargo ships were very slow. Finally, yes. we reached Bombay, which is Mumbai now. And uh, when we reached there, we did not know, we could not even communicate with anyone because India has a lot of languages. Yes. Spoke different language. We had uh, no money, did not know anyone over there. We went through some, you know, challenging times. But I tell you, I never saw my parents or my grandparents complaining, crying or depressed. They were, they said they, I don't know how my grandmother used to say, she said, just look forward. You know, don't like, don't cry or spill milk. Yes, she yes. Said, she said, learn to accept the uh, things we have no control. Mm. Learn to accept the things we have no control. But, but then she said, but work as hard as you can when you can make the difference in the life. And oh this was my grandmother never went to school. Never went to school. And, and how did your parents make a life there? Well, slowly, you know, um, they, you know, first they started doing odd jobs. Yes. My mother was from the very rich family, but she was very excellent in sewing, embroidery and all those things. Mm -hmm. She started sewing even for different people even, just mm -hmm. to feed the children. Just, just to feed the family. Just to and feed the dad will go do something. And slowly, but she was very courageous. She said to me, I was only five years old that time, 1947. She looked at me and she thought she found a solution from this little girl. Re what? And what was the solution? She said, you are going to get something that nobody will be able to ever take it away from you. And it's going to be a good education. And she said, you work hard and I'll support you all the way. And when she you, did. When you were five. When I was five, and she reminded me not only that day, every day, that I had to be a good student. 
Yes. And did you did you know from a young age that you wanted to be an engineer or is that something that just sort of evolved as you learned more about what you could do at school? Well, when I was 13, you know, I was looking for something. You know, when you're searching for something, what you want to be, people, they talk in the school, right? Yes. But most of the fem female that time, my friends, they want to be secretaries. So they were taking typing and, they, you know, so as soon as they finish high school, they can start earning some money. I was searching for something different. So when I was 13 years old, our prime, first Prime Minister of India, Pandit Nehru, mm -hmm. he visited our city. And they announced in our school that he was coming in the big grounds. I mean, so that particular day, I got a very early, got ready, walked to their grounds. And I found a, you know, like a seat on the floor, mm -hmm. near podium, very close. So I could li listen to him nicely. And his message was that after so many years, about two, three hundred years of Britishers being in India, we have no industry. We have no engineers. We need engineers. We need industry. And he's, then he said, I'm not talking to you little boys only. I'm urging you little girls, consider this as your profession. And I think that was my turning point. Oh. So, Wow, I, I, like, unbelievable. I, I have chills. Like I can see you in that, in that open field. Open field. Thousands of people were sitting to listen to him. And few of them, they got touched. I mean, his speech was very, very nice. He was a very good speaker, our first prime yes. But what he said, it made an impact in my life. But what, how did you decide, you know, because your friends were not going to engineering school and most of the, uh, the, the engineers that were going to school were men. Did you, were you afraid or did you, did you, were you concerned or you just said, I can do this? I knew I could do this. I knew that. And I'll tell you a story later on. So I started taking very good classes, like a, mostly math and a science. And, to, you know, I was asking my teachers. Yes. Which it will help me to get admission in engineering college. And they did. And I, you know, started working very hard. So they had to give me admission. There was not. But the very first day after I got admission, five of my good friends from this different college was a faculty of home science, which was a mile and a half away from. They decided to take me on the very first day to college. You know, she said, oh, she's going to engineering. Let's go and take her there. Really? really? Yeah, so we were on the bikes. Those days we used to ride bikes. <laughs> and uh, first day, we, you know, normally classes, they don't start. You know, right. everybody's standing in the lobbies. And so all these guys, when they saw six girls coming towards the college, they start whistling and shouting and human making all kind of racket. My good friends, five friends, they really got scared. Yes. So they got off the bike and they said, we are not going to go anymore. And one of my friends, she said, mm, if you want to become an engineer from this point, you are on your own. So this, you, you walked with your bike to the campus? No. So they said, from this point, you are on your own. And if you reach there, maybe one day you will become an engineer. If you oh. reach there. So I took my bike. I started riding a bike. I went there. I put, you know, parked my bike, took out my books. As soon as I start walking, towards those guys, as if rates he had parted. Everybody moved and gave me a room. Wow. 
there was a pin drop silence. Pin drop silence. They were scared of me. Yes. Yes. So, so I went upstairs and found my class. And the very first desk, I put my books. And no one dared to touch that desk ever, even if I was a few minutes late. Oh, my. It became oh my. a desk for me. Oh, my. Incredible. And how, how long did it take you to complete that degree? Five years. Five years. And in that time, in the five years, did you ever lose your ambition for becoming an engineer? Did you ever get discouraged? Never, not at all. Sometimes I used to get tired because I had to ride my bike five miles each way, 10 miles biking. And if I had to go to library to study because uh, we had a very small home and it was noisy, neighbors and everything. So if I had to study, I had to go to library, which was another three miles. So 16 miles of biking every day. Wow. Well, you must have been in phenomenal shape, <laughs> like physically. No, I got, I got there by, because my mother said, no turning back now. No turning I used back. I tell my mom, my legs are aching. I think I'm very tired. And then being an engineer, engineering in India is different than engineering here. How so? Over, because we had to do a lot of workshops. Mm. Like I had to start with a carpentry, fitting shop, smithy shop you know, all kind of different shops. So you have to stand there and do the shop. Of course, yes. you have to do all the labs too, labs and yes. shops. So you are standing all the time. And, you know, you know, for 16, 17 year old that time, I was not that strong, but no. there was no turning back. No. My mother no. says, no, it's, it's only forward. Yes, yes, only forward. And when did you decide to come to the United States? Right after I graduated. That was another interesting story because like uh, you know that my parents did not have a lot of money. Yes. My mother was pinching every penny mm. from wherever, even from the groceries. If she can save a few pennies here and there, she was putting it away mm -hmm. for my education. One day she will need this. Not for my marriage, not for my dowry, no. but education. That's how strong she was. Wow. So, and my, I'm the oldest child. Mm -hmm. And had three younger siblings at home. Mm -hmm. And the youngest one happens to be a brother, little boy. Yes. And he's quite a bit younger than I am. Okay. And uh, over there, those days, and I think around the world, people were always save money for a son. Yes. Okay. And here they had to give me the lifetime saving to a first child. And that happens to be a daughter. <laughs> right. So after I graduated, my mom, she knew that I wanted to leave. I told her everything. We used to talk about, we were more than mother and daughter. We were close friends. Yes. As soon as I'll come back from college, she will sit down with me with very nice meal for me. And she will say, tell me about the whole day, what happened. So that's how, but I kept on telling mom, I really want to go. If mm -hmm. I start working here, which I would have, would have gotten very good job. And actually I was offered a very good job. I said, then I'm not leaving. Then it will be, you know, pretty soon, you know, parents, they start thinking of your marriage. Yes. And then I'm not going. Then it will not happen. If I have to leave, I have to leave right now. Mm -hmm. So one day I was going upstairs. We lived upstairs and we had a shop. My dad had a shop downstairs. And I heard my parents talking. So I stopped right there. I said, what to listen to see what they were saying. <laughs> so my mom, see how tactful she was. I never had seen her with that kind of confidence in my life. She's asking my dad, 
have you seen me wasting any money? And dad says, no. Do I go out um, to movies or um, with my friend to go out to eat even? And he says, no. And she says, do I even gamble like a one rupee, which is a very small amount on the card game? Sometimes ladies will sit down and, yeah. and he, by this time, daddy was really frustrated with her. Yes. <laughs> and he says, why all of a sudden all these questions? And you know what she said? I'm ready to gamble today. I'm ready to gamble today. And she is leaving. No more chapter close, no more discussion on the subject. She gave the final verdict for my company. Stunning. And she, she did not even drop a single tear from her eyes when I left. Really? Tear when she, I left by ship. Yes. By ship. And she said to me, she gave me a big hug with a good smile. And she said, somebody better than me is going to be taking care of you from this point on. So just remember him and he'll be with you all the way. Oh my. And I did not see my parents for six years. Oh. Close to six years. In between, no phone calls. No phone calls. Today, when the children go to college, first thing is mom and dad, they go to drop them at the university, right? Yes, yes. And as soon as they are back in the car, they are calling. Yeah. So and where did, where did you arrive when you got off the ship? Where did you, where were you? France. In France? I went to work, first I went to work in Germany because I still needed more money. You know, yes. With all the money it was here, it was very expensive. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that somehow I'll make it work. Everything will work out. So I went to, I went to Marcel. From there, I took a train to Paris. Yes. And then when I was traveling from Paris to Germany, two o'clock in the morning, train stopped. And they were checking everybody's passports and their tickets and all those things. And I had everything mm -hmm. except it was crossing Belgium. Mm -hmm. And I did not have a transit visa for Belgium. I was thrown out of train at two o'clock in the morning. Oh my. Oh and my. this is the first time I had ever left my home. Yes. Yes. And I wait on that small train station. I can still picture that small train station with one light bulb going on and it's getting it was a uh, end of almost end of march and was still cold in belgium that time yes i had to uh. take out my sweater from uh, my suitcase and you know take out my shawl and just sat there all night <gasps> and the, i took a train again from there to their capital got my visa came back collected my luggage and then went to Germany. How did you how did you have the courage and insight to to do these things? I mean, you know, like I you might someone might someone else might have turned back or said, you know, I, I don't I don't think yeah. I can survive this. Turn back where? Yeah. This was I'm the one who wanted to do it, so I can yes. have back. I didn't want to take my defeat that easily. No. <laughs> My dad, my dad thought, you know, I'll probably starve and come back for mom's good food again. Yes. I, and I did starve. I did starve there too because with less money and we, mm -hmm. those days we did not eat beef. No. And the company I worked for, they served beef every day. 
and that was lunch was my big meal because at home I lived in a very tiny apartment what I could afford and there yes. was no no kitchen in the yes. so my you know I all I had a, like a piece of toast and then I'll have a big meal in the you know at work yes come back and if I'm lucky I'll have boiled egg again you know in the right evening. right so the big meal was a beef and I couldn't eat it so I was almost starving every day and how long were you in France Uh, this was germany oh in germany how long were you in germany uh, about 10 months about 10 months and then and then from there where did you go came here to usa to oklahoma oklahoma while i was in germany i had actually admission from um st louis from washington university already from india when i was there only thing is when they showed me the bottom line yes i, I did not have that kind of money so i went to germany <laughs> and while i was in germany one of my friend wrote to me that oklahoma state is 1000 dollars cheaper than where you are planning to go so then i decided maybe i i think i have enough money or you know i'll get something i'll do something once i reach there yes so i went to i went to osu Really? And I was able to, and I said, if I don't get uh, admission right on the spot, then I have to take a next flight to uh, St. Louis. Right. Okay. And I was able to get my admission right on the spot, and I became a oh, um, there also first female engineer over there. Really? To graduate? Yes. Actually, oh. they invited me last year to come as a keynote speaker over there. Yes. Yes. the virus everything got canceled yes of course yes oh my goodness like this and 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 all the time you just sort of driven by this light about where you want to be which was yeah. ultimately to work for the ford company yes you know my again my grandmother really influenced me a lot i was very close to my grandmother one time she said it I'll say grandma in my class five students flunked and they were really crying you know and he says I'll tell you a story and she told me a story and you have to check it out there were 105 students under this teacher okay mm-hmm. and all this learned those days this was old ancient so they yes. were learned uh, archery yes archery and, yes yes so you know out of 105 students my grandmother asking is it how many student you think must have passed and i said ma grandma maybe 100 and she says only one only one student passed and as and she, i said what kind of questions must have been hard exam <laughs> and what he did after 7 years of training 7 years of training to these students he took them to the very thick forest mm. on this thick forest there was a big tree on that big tree there was a bird yes and i of the bird was their target oh. i of the bird was the target so he got each one he says that tar- this is your target yes i of the bird what do you see the students will say oh i see a beautiful tree and he says out out yeah i see bird out only one student say i see nothing i could block everything except the eye of the bird i don't see anything and he only passed so she said when you have a goal it has to be like a arjuna's goal 
Yes, like Arjuna. Yes, like and in like in the Gita. Yeah, uh, and you had to block every attraction from your life. Yes, and if you cannot, if you see anything else, you are not going to succeed. No, no. Yes. Oh, wow. So these are the things really encourage me, and yes. you know, I mean, you know, now people they go for a very big classes to learn something and here grandmother who never went to school could influence a child Incredible. by just teaching these things mm-hmm. and she said if you, are, you, if you want to accomplish anything you have to be like a vision like Arjuna you have like Arjuna yes like, yeah. oh my him. so it, nothing discouraged me nothing discouraged me actually she told me life is going to be like a roller coaster mm-hmm. okay but you should learn to enjoy the ride. <laughs> so, and, so when you applied, so you did you apply to the Ford company? No. Or, the, no. or did they recruit you? How did you get there? After I graduated, I graduated on, I think, Friday, Thursday or Friday from Oklahoma State. Yes. Okay. I got only, I think, in between a day or weekend to pack and clean my apartment. Mm-hmm. Next day, I took a train, Amtrak, from Stillwater, Oklahoma, all the way to Dearborn, Michigan. When I reached, and this was the month of January when I reached there, I had no boots. I had no car. I did not have very warm coat. Yes. But I had my very big weapon with me. That was my lifelong dream. Mm. And nothing was going to come in between that and this. I said, I, I'm going to, I'm here and I'm going to get that job. And, and what came next? Excuse me? What, what came next when once you got to Detroit and you said you're going to get that job? How did I you did? do it? You, you went there and just said, I'm here. I'm going to get the job. I'm here to work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, he looked at, I went only, I worked only. I weighed only 103 pounds. Yes. <laughs> and lady from other part of the world. Yes. Different color skin. Yes, yes. This person, you know, my HR person thought I was applying for a secretarial job. Yes. Right. And when he looked at my resume, he couldn't believe that I was applying for an engineering job. And he says, he looked surprised. Right. I said, Is there anything wrong? And he says, but we don't have any female engineers working. I said, you're looking at one. Oh, <laughs> you're looking at one. And then and I said, if you don't give me a chance, you'll never have any. If you haven't had this, even one so far, which I was even surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that, you know, it's not Ford is not a small company. It's a big company. Yes. And I had been there for a long time, and they did yeah. not have female engineers working. But yeah. I was able to convince him. I told him about Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and he was surprised that I knew about that much about Henry Ford. You know? Really? Wow. Yeah. And he says, anybody said that, then you deserve a chance. Yes. I said, please, please send me for an interview. Wow. Wow. And you got the job. And then, yeah. and then Detroit, Detroit became your home. Yes. Yes, Detroit became my home. And, you know, that time, 
still Ford was a pioneer in hiring minorities. Even forget about female, but yeah. even other minorities, you know, we had a four auto companies in yes. Detroit. All others, they did not even have female engineer. Yes. So I think I became a first female engineer in the entire auto industry there. Wow. That's, that is so hard to even believe. Can, can I ask you a more personal question? Uh, in regards to, to being married, were, were you not at all focused on being married at this time or, or thinking about your future in that way? Not, at the, not till I got my job. This was my, you know, like I said, I had to be focused. Yeah, if you were I, a modern woman. You were a modern woman at that point. Yeah, you know, I was modern. And my mother, who had only fourth grade education, she was more modern. Yes. Go. People were telling her all sort of things, you know. My mother had, had to listen from a lot of people. And, you know, she said, one her good friend told her that you should be saving money for your son. Hmm. Because once she gets married, you, your, all the money will be gone. Yes. But yes. I said at one time I had no choice and we lost everything. Now I'm doing everything with my sound mind. Wow. That's incredible. And he was a visionary. Yes. She, by educating me, everybody will, you know, be, get benefited. Yes. And including my parents. They, yes. Everybody came in this country. This country. My mother lived 30 years of her life in this country. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. She was a big influence. Sunil can give me all the credit he wants. But I think credit belongs to her. Yes. Yes. You know. How, how amazing. So, and, and so when did you meet your husband? I met my husband. Because you met him in, in America. Yeah, I met him you, here. In, yeah. In our, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's where we met. Uh, so, yeah, in 67, towards the end, yes. you know, uh, I was driving through city of Ann Arbor yes. and I had an old car. <laughs> and they, those cars, and I knew what the, so once you park the car, sometimes they wouldn't start. Right. <laughs> you know, those cars, you know, and I knew what the problem was, except I was too, I didn't want to lift the hood and walk through the carburetor and all those things I do. So yes. I went to the phone booth. I did not have any insurance, no AAA or anything, no friends, only broke down car. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the closest phone booth, which was right there. In yes. those days, they used to have a lot of, and I looked through those uh, telephone books, you know, they used to have, yep. you know, yellow pages and white yes. pages. I picked up and said, well, I'm in the big, you know, campus. There have to be a lot of Indian students here. Yes, so, yeah. And I'm from, uh, I grew up in Gujarat. So yes. I was looking for the familiar name. So our yes. first name found was Patel. Appel. Patel. Patel. You know, Patel, yes. They are a very common last name. Yes. As soon as I found first Patel, I dialed that number. <laughs> and the person who answered on the other end said, he's not home. Can I, you know, can I take a message? I said, no, no, no. I don't even know that Patel who does need help. And he said, what help? I said, well, I need help with my car. Yeah. And he said, but where are you? I mean, he said, so I went and looked at the cross streets and gave him the cross streets. He says, do you see the tall building right in front of you? 
It was University Towers. He says, yes. I'm on the 17th floor and I can see you from there. <gasps> what? <laughs> I can see you from there because I was standing right there. My yes. Heart. And he, that, that was my future husband. No. No, I'm sorry. Wait, wait a second. So, so <laughs> your car broke down. You went to a phone booth, <laughs> looked up, you know, the first Indian name you found and called it. You didn't know the person. Not at all. The, the human being that answered the phone is the man that you're married to right now. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Don't they say marriages are made in heaven? Only yes. Saying, right? <laughs> All my life I had been with a guys, right? Yeah. I was 17 years old. I've been with a guys all the time. Yeah. But I had no interest in them. No. No. I had interest only reaching my goal. Yes, that's right. Your goal. But by this time I had my four job. I had my Ford job and, uh, um, you know, and I think you, you know, it was meant to be. I, I would, I think so. I think so. I, I wonder what did your parents say when you, when you told them? Well, I tell you, my mother had a lot of confidence in me. Yes. The reason, we were supposed to, we were planning to go to India to get married. Yes. He was underage and Vietnam war was going on. Yes. And the draft problem was very big here. Yes. So he was trying to avoid getting, uh, you know, immigration here. Yes. Yeah. If you become immigrant, then you, they will draft you. You're right. So they stay as long as he could, and, you know. Student, yes. Student visa also, you could work for 18 months. As long I as see. So he, you know, he wanted to just, uh, you know, actually he was still a student. He was, a, he had started his PhD. Right. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so then we decided, you know, and I was living in uh, Dearborn, and then we decided to, you know, just get married here in this country. And it was reported in the, in the paper. Your, yes. your marriage was, there. it was um, a big story that, you know, the Ford engineer had had a Hindu wedding in Detroit. Yes, have you seen that picture? Yeah, uh, I saw. I saw the Ford, picture. Ford World. Yes, that so many like really incredible uh, first events you've been involved in, like this so many the, first. The first Indian wedding in Michigan that time, and you know, I mean, people whether they were invited or not invited. They came to the wedding, not only to attend the wedding, but to help with the wedding. Help with the wedding. Really? Yeah. I mean, all Indians, and they were all newly married that time, mostly yes. young couples. And my friend, my one good friend, she was a doctor. Yes. And I told her that. And she, of course, had met my, you know, husband that time. Yes. And I told her we are going to go for the court marriage. We, you know, I mean, uh, who's going to plan the big wedding here? Of right? course, yes. We are not dead yet. She said. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be a nice wedding, she said. I said, really? She said, yes. So she invited a whole bunch of friends at her place. Yes. You know, and she told her, there's a nice wedding and I'm going to give assignment to everybody. 
what are you good at making? So this was all home cooked food. Right. All home cooked food. Wow. And that's incredible. Single grocery store in Michigan that time. So oh. people they took out the groceries. We used to get a parcels. Yes. In, and they took out their their parcels. Yeah. Their parcels to make a bit food for our wedding. <laughs> Oh wow! How stunning! How stunning! And and was working at Ford what you thought it would be? Uh, initially, probably they didn't think uh, you know that I'll last even that long. They were trying to challenge me, mm -hmm. but you are a hard worker, and um, you know once they find out. What are you all about? They start respecting you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but you have to earn that respect. You can yes. be a woman and, uh, you know, say, okay, I can do anything. No, you had to be better than them. Right. You How, to, what was it like becoming a mother and, and having that type of position? It was a little difficult. And I'll share the story. The person, my manager who hired me, very nice. And we used to have a one program called FCGP, Ford College Graduate Program. Okay. Yes. That we were supposed to rotate every few months, every three months, you can go to a di different department and then they will, you can find the right match. The yes. department likes you and you like them. But because I was such a workaholic that he didn't want me to rotate even. He even asked me if I don't mind staying in the same department, which I did. I, I did not know how to say no to him. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. work till he found out I was going to have baby. Mm -hmm. Then he had nothing to do with me. Really? Yeah. He called me in his office, and he yeah. said, to me, "He says, woman, they don't come to work when they start showing." Oh wow! Uh, and uh. so, make this one as your last month. And and so you were you had to take the time off. You were sort of forced into maternity. Yeah, he just said, and he said, not only maternity, he says, I hope you're not planning to come back to work. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, this was a 60, 67, 68, rather. Uh, if uh, if that happened today, anybody can get sued for saying something oh, like that. You can't even imagine yeah. it. So but how did you end up going back to work? That is a, That was very interesting. So I, that day I was disappointed. You know, I wanted to work because I, all my life I had worked so hard. Yes. And now as a baby, now I had to quit. Mm -hmm. But my husband was very good. He says, don't worry. Let's enjoy yourself. Let's have a baby. We'll worry about this thing later on. So, and he was doing his PhD. And yes. I asked him, please come and get a real job in case I don't go back to work. <laughs> so he came to work for Ford. He, your, your husband went, went to work for Ford. Yeah, then he joined Ford. He was going to do his PhD. Oh wow! Okay, but but so you know, you basically traded. So you stayed no, home, and he went no, to no, work. I didn't stay. I didn't stay home. No, only oh, at that time when I was going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. I I said you know in case I don't go back to work. Okay, in case yes, in case I don't go back to work, we need more money with a baby. You know, <laughs> so you go back to work, right? Um, but after I had a baby, and he was born in October, towards the end of October, January 2nd, I went to the same HR person yes. who had hired me. 
And uh, oh, so he, you know, he knew about my maternity leave, and yes. he says, "Oh, how's the baby?" and all those things. Um, I didn't want to say anything bad about my boss. Yes. All I told him, I need a different experience. Remember, I was hired on FCGP program. I never got to rotate. Yes. He said, never got a chance to rotate. I said, no. And I would like to see what else is going on in the company. And he said, where would you like to go? And I said, anywhere. I'm ready to work. And so he says, there are three, four openings. I said, just take a dart and shoot it. I'll go there. (laughs) Yeah, so he sent me to this new department where I got promoted within three months. With a new baby, this, my new boss was so impressed that how hard I could work even with my new baby. I I was very focused. Actually, my this boss is still alive. He's in 90s and we are still in touch. Very nice. Actually, when Sanjay was uh, offered a Surgeon General's job, yes, in the newspapers all over in Detroit, he took a trouble to find my home number because he had been retired a long time. Yes, yeah. And he called me, and all of a sudden I said, Bruce Lamb is calling. I said, What is going on? He says, Is that your son? I said, Bruce, Gupta is a very common name, and so is Sanjay, is a common name. How did you guess it's my son? She said, this cannot be nobody but your son. <laughs> Can you believe that? This guy had so much confidence in me. I had worked only for maybe a year and a half for him. It's not like I worked for him for the yes. whole life. But even if during that time, he was so impressed. Yes. Wow. Well, he knew your work ethic and that it would be passed on. And, and then how many years after that did you have your second child? They are 10 years apart. Almost 10 years. 10 years. I tell you why, too. Because first one, remember, this boss didn't want me to come back. Yes, yes. I said, what happens if I have a second one? They will say, no, she has two babies. Yes, yes. That's what I was wondering about. I was wondering about that. But Sanjay always wanted a sibling. So he he advocated for Sunil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was a built-in babysitter. And a third parent, Sanjay. Then <laughs> Sunil is more influenced by Sanjay than, than from us. Yes, that's fine. He will listen to, whenever he will select the classes or courses, yes. he had to talk to his brother. Even, even his um, wife, you know, of course we met, but he made sure that even Sanjay approves of her. <laughs> <laughs> so one day Sanjay called me and he says, Mom, Sunil is bringing a girl to my place, you know, and he was in Atlanta that time. <laughs> I said, it's not just a girl, you better check her out. <laughs> He's serious about her. I love it. I love it. How do you, uh, I mean, how long did you work at, at Ford after that? Like in total, how many, how many years was it? 34 years. 34 years. So you retired from there. Yeah. Actually, it was a very lucky month. Uh, it was a 2001. Sanjay joined CNN. Yes. We both retired same day, myself and my husband. And uh, Sunil graduated from college. Same month it happened. Wow. And, uh, you know, our suppliers, like a Ford supplier, sometimes they were asking us to come back and work for them because we were yes. still young. Because we, yes. this was what we did. Yes. 
been retired over 20 years now. Yes, yeah. I mean, that, that's quite some time ago. Did you, did you feel like you were ready to retire when you retired? Yes, I think so. I think so. I'll tell you why. Actually, I was ready to retire after 30 years. Mm. Because I had my mother still living. My dad had passed away. Yes. But my mother was living. And she would not come and live with me, even though I wanted her to live independently, but she, her health was not doing that great. And I wanted her to spend more time with me. Yes. But it, um, uh, you are gone from morning to night. Yes. I'm going to do in that big house. Right. I was in my apartment where I can see the people faces, you know, so she didn't want to come. So after 30 years, I went to my boss and I said, I'm ready to retire. Because you're completely wasted by that time with the company. Right. Food requires 30 years. Yes, yes. So my boss said, why are you retiring? I said, well, I have an elderly mother and, uh, you know, I don't need any more money, you know. Mm-hmm. Then he asked me a question. He says, would you consider telecommuting? And I said, I didn't think I had that option. He said, this way you can be with your mother and will not lose a good engineer also. That was over 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh. 24 years ago, actually. Yes. Yeah. Huh. And he said, he said, only thing is, do you have extra room in your house that where we can set up office for you? So I said, well, both kids are gone. <laughs> we have all the rooms empty now. <laughs> So next day, next day, literally next day, he sent the crew down to my house. Yes. Where hooked up everything, like a fax machine, phone line. Yes. Uh, my computer line, everything. They And he says, you know, I'm not going to give your office to anyone either. So you'll have docking station here and docking station at home. Whenever you feel like seeing our face, you are always welcome and say yes. hello to us. Well, so now. Last- so I added one more thing, and he since he says, since you are being so nice, I want one more favor. He said, what? I said, those days, uh, company every now and then will be downsizing. Yes. You know, downsizing because yeah. of the financial issues or whatever. At that time, they will offer you a nice big package to retire. Yeah. And I said, can you put my name on the top? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I will be very happy. And then he says, he says to me, I don't have to even work regular hours as long as my assignments are done. Yes, yes, yeah, because they know he you. Was, he was being very generous. Yes. So here I could enjoy breakfast, lunch, and dinner with my, you know, family. And then yep. after dinner, like we eat early and then I'll go work. While and, they so, and so you were able to spend time with your mother before she... Yes passed as well yes so she lived quite a bit after that she, oh, lived, she did yes yeah, 10 more years she lived but I, I was able to enjoy you know um yeah 2001 i retired she passed away in 2010 okay so she she had already she had also seen her grandsons and their success at this oh, yeah. point oh yes sanjay he she used to be so as soon as tv she hears she will be coming <laughs> and watching Sanjay all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. She attended his graduation when he graduated from a medical school, when he became a neurosurgeon and all those things she has seen. Do you think that your focus 
you know, this idea of, you know, if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you can't. Did you uh, infuse that or train your children, your sons to understand that? Or do you think they kind of came to that in a different way? I think they came on their own way. They are very smart, I tell you. I don't have, you know, a lot of people, they ask me these questions. Um, how did you do it? How did you, what did you do? I said, you know, many times children, they don't listen to you. Many times. <laughs> but they always follow you. Yes. You know, remember those 10 months old baby, how they yep. start walking? by holding their finger. Yes, yes. They learn from that age and they follow everything. Mm -hmm. They watch everything you're doing. You, I can never, I can lie to you, I can lie to my husband, but I cannot lie to my children. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> that is absolutely the truth. Because they have watched me. They, they know everything. They know your face. They know your movement. They know everything. Exactly. I cannot, Sanja, I cannot look at straight in his eyes and tell him something which is not <laughs> you, you know, my mom loved uh, Sanjay Gupta on, on C when he's, well, he is on CNN, but she loved him. And she went, he went to India and and um, she was watching the show. And so she called me and she said, Sanjay is in, is in India. You've got to watch it. And he's going, he's going to his mother's hometown. He's going to go and, and, and see her family or people. And, and she called, she was so excited, but she also was very excited that he was doing something on yoga. And she said, you know, you know this yoga thing? I think it's the right thing because Sanjay said it's very good for you. <laughs> Sanjay does it, his wife, you know, um, and Sunil. Sunil is, yeah. Big yogis. Yes. Except, now, now, now they, did, you, did you go to India at that time as well for, for that trip? 2014, uh, yes. Dr. Sanjay Gupta's roots, roots. And uh, we were with him in Atlanta that time. We were uh, not even in uh, Florida. We were just visiting. Yes, yes. And he found out that uh, this roots program is going to happen, but I, he said we had to go right away because children's schools are off, <laughs> and children want to go. Yeah. And I had no passport. My passport had expired, and uh, I had no visa for India. You know, Pakistan. I had to get two visas. Yes. And uh, I was, you know, I really wanted to go, but it was so hot in month of end of June and July, yes. 115 degrees. And uh, here is, you know, we are going to take three small children with us. Such oh. as. So I was concerned. Yes, yes. But uh, my daughter-in-law, Sanjay's wife, she really wanted to go. And so you, and is that the last time you were, you were back home? Yes, yes. You know, um, they have visited us, family yes. come and visit us, but uh, we have not gone back there. But I went to the small village where I was born, where I was born. He took me back to that village. So um, we all went from here to New Delhi, India. You know, uh, Sanjay didn't come that time with us because he still had some work to do here. Mm -hmm. And then I flew from Delhi to Dubai. And from there, he met me over there. And we flew together, Sanjay and myself, to Karachi. 
It was a big city of Pakistan. Yes. That's where we left, uh, you know, with those uh, cargo ships. Yes, yes. Okay, so he met me there and we stayed in the very nice hotel. But as soon as I we reached there, CNN had already been to my village. And they told me, Mrs. Gupta, you cannot go. I said, what do you mean I cannot go? I have come all the way from yeah. USA. And he says, your village, we went to check it out a few days back. And there is no place to stay. No clean restrooms on the way. And it's about six and a half hours each way by car. Oh, no. So 13 hours you'll be in the car. Yes. Plus you, your village. Wow. And you have to go without restroom. Yes, yes. So I said, it doesn't matter what. I'll fast. I'll not drink water, but I'm going. Yes. Yes. And I did. We did. And you we, did. We did. And we had a great time. I took a bottle of water with me, and I think it was not still half gone by the time I came back. Well, what was it like going back and seeing where it, you came from? You know, my memory of childhood is so strong. Really? I don't know if my mother, she thought, because I was listening to the, their stories that uh, I remember. But when I was in college, I started drawing yes. all the layouts of both homes, my dad's side and my mom's side. And I told them where was what in the, each home even. And she said, you know, this is, this, you heard, you remember everything. Incredible. And I remember even the last day when we left that village. I remember that. Mm. So I, my memory is very strong. And going back, you asked me a question. Yes, I remember a lot of things. Mm. Only thing is these homes, you know, they used to put a names on the yes. home, big homes. These Muslims, they scraped all the homes, names um, out. Yes, so they, yeah. they looked like a similar, but I think I found, if not exactly same home, very close to that home I found it. Wow. That's... I, Full, talk about full circle life. And it, it, my son took me. My husband has not even seen that place. So myself and that's the reason I say we are very close. Yes. Sanjay, Sanjay has seen everything what I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I think um, you, you guys are such an amazing family and so incredibly humble and so generous. I am very, very oh. generous, like very, I'm not generous. I am just humbled uh, by your presence and your stories and your tenacity. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining the conversation. We are growing an amazing community here at Let's Talk. Please share the show, make sure you're subscribing and keep talking. And you can always reach out to me at CoachShayMarville.com or on Instagram at Shaymarville. Let's talk. Let's keep talking.